Hey, it's me, Harlan Williams, here on the Harlan Highway with you. Welcome, everybody. Oh, what a show we have today. What a treat. It's going to be a lot of fun. Got all kinds of stuff going on. A little bit of serious stuff, a little bit of funny. Um, We're going to be talking about smoking, the devastation of smoking, the pros and cons, the effects it has on the health, on our country, on humanity. We're going to be talking about when you kiss a smoker. Um, How about uh, getting a ticket? You ever have to get a ticket to get into a parking garage or a restaurant or something? We're going to be talking about that experience. Um, Tornadoes. It's tornado season. I hope you don't live in a trailer park because... uh, For some reason, they're hungry. Tornadoes are hungry for trailers. We'll get into that. And then a call coming in from George Michael from Wham. Oh, God. Just so annoying. I don't know how the guy gets through. But he does. And who knows what he'll be pestering me about today. George Michael from Wham. And so much more. All for you today on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. All right, let's get this sucker going, huh? You're causing a major disturbance on my time. It's the Harland Highway. What's up, brah? If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. This is your fucking wake-up call, man. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. In 30 seconds, you'll be dead. I'll blow this place up and be home in time for cornflakes. Hey, this is Harland. Harland Williams, your host on the Harland Highway. And this is what I sound like normally. But if I was a smoker... I probably sound like this. You know what I mean? Ugh. You know how those smokers sound, you know? They sound like this. Sound like they uh, should be in a mafia or something. Yeah. not that a sexy voice? And that was a woman I was just doing, okay? That was a woman's voice. Check out my new dress I bought at the mall. It's a little spring number with flowers on it. It goes great with my cement high heel shoes. Oh my god. How about the smoker's breath? Ugh. Even a hot chick can spoil the fun with that, man. You like go in for the kiss? Smells like you're in the butt lounge at the airport, man. Oh, man, your breath smells like an old Greyhound bus seat. What's the matter? You don't want to kiss me no more? What's the matter? Just because my breath smells like a Greyhound bus seat, you don't want to kiss me no more, sugar pie? No, I don't want to kiss you no more, Sally. Smell like a pair of Janis Joplin sandals after she's been jumping around at Woodstock. All the sweat from her greasy hair has been dripping down her body right to her feet. 
soaking into her sandals. <laughs> I don't see the problem, doll. Come here and kiss me. Come on, give mama a little smoochie. Come on. Highland Williams. Rather go to the zoo and pucker up for a baboon. <laughs> Ugh, smoking. And have you seen these commercials they have on TV? Oh, they're hideous, man. It's like watching a horror movie. They have these commercials where, uh, you know, they show like a beautiful girl, and then they show her kind of, they do like a time lapse progressing through her life, and then they come to, uh, they show pictures of her, and then they come to the real woman, and I'm telling you, man, it looks like she spent, like, the last seven months in a concentration camp and got beat with sticks and had holes poked in her. It's just horrible, man. She's got the tracheotomy hole and her hair's gone and her teeth are missing. And she just looks like, you know, she's on death's doorstep, okay? And they're like, this is what happens to you if you smoke. Well, yeah, it happens to some people when they smoke, but it's not like every single human being who smokes gets that drastic. I mean, it is, it is. You know, when it comes on, I literally have to turn away because I don't smoke. I've never smoked. So I'm like, this commercial, first of all, has nothing to do with my life. So why do I need to have this horrible imagery thrown in front of my eyes? Uh, it, 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 this isn't part of my world. This isn't part of where I circulate. So I don't need to see someone, you know, ravaged by the effects of smoking. And it's just sad. It's sad. It's almost like they're, they're using this person. who's already in a state of, uh, disrepair in a state of decline and they're, like, using her to make a point, but I think it's a bit drastic, you know? There's no commercials for, uh, you know, people with other ailments that that are horrible. You know, they don't have, this guy didn't wear a seatbelt. You know, there's a guy with his head hanging on his shoulder and a leg sticking out of his nose, right? He's got a, a pair of shoes embedded in his ribcage, his... His heart is beating on top of his head. One of his eyes is on his ankle. Yeah, this is what happened to me. I didn't wear my damn seatbelt. Look what happened to me. You know what? We get it. People make bad choices. People get sick. People suffer the consequences of of their actions. And it's tragic enough. You know, the humans are frail. They're weak. They're susceptible to bad things and once it's happened once they're at the point of no return it's you can't bring them back and uh i don't know it's almost like they're parading these people out here and and part of me wonders too the girl you know who did it is she really that concerned about other people smoking or is she like oh my god they want to what they, are you kidding me? They want to give me my own commercial? My own ad campaign? I mean, I'm going to be dead in four months. I might as well go out in a flash of glory. 
Seriously, my own commercial on primetime television during basketball games and and during movies and reality shows? Oh my God, yes. I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be at red carpet events and... <laughs> Excuse me. A vein just flew out of my... Um, my uh, hole, my uh, tracheotomy hole. Let me just stick that back. So where do I sign? I'm going to be the new Britney Spears or Angelina Jolie. You know, what are they thinking? They're 15 minutes of fame before they, they die, and that's the way you want it? I don't know. little fishy. Anyhow, let's hear from the lady herself. And uh, you can hear her talking. This is actually uh, her talking in the commercial. Check it out. I'm Larry, and I used to be a smoker. I want to give you some names about getting ready in the morning. Learn your name. Learn wig. Putting on her teeth or wig. Then your head and And that's her putting in her voice thing. And now you're ready for the night. And now you're ready for the day. I mean, God. It's just, it's hard to watch. It's hard to hear. I mean, you can't see the commercial, but let me describe it. First she puts in her fake teeth. Then she puts on a wig. Her face is all twisted and contorted. She's emaciated. Uh, and I don't know. But let's uh, let's flip over to the other side. Obviously, uh, smoking is a big problem. It kills uh, tons of people. And, uh, you know, outside of me uh, not uh, liking the look of these, you know, I guess we uh, should uh, have a listen at the practical reasons behind this campaign. Smoking kills 443,000 Americans each year, more than the population of Virginia Beach. And starting Monday, folks there and all over the country will be seeing graphic anti-smoking ads. Dr. John LaPook tells us they're part of a $54 million campaign being launched by the Centers for Disease Control. This is Terry. She's 51 years old and a victim of head and neck cancer. She's part of the new public service announcements featuring disturbing images of former smokers. Roosevelt Smith smoked for 28 years. Even when I was having my heart attacks, I still smoked a cigarette. Like, during the heart attack. Yes. CDC Director Dr. Thomas Breeden admits the ads are graphic and shocking. He says that's exactly the point. Advertising works, hard-hitting ads work, and showing the reality of people's lives and what smoking does to your ability to live out your life as you want to live it, that's maybe the most motivating thing to get a smoker to quit. Recent history backs him up. In 2006, New York City began a similar media campaign. In addition, for the past decade, there have been higher taxes on cigarettes and restrictions on public smoking. In 10 years, smoking rates dropped 35%. Dr. Tom Farley is the New York City Health Commissioner. We now have smoking rates in teenagers that's below 8%. That's the lowest, as far as I know, in the country. Statistics show that nearly 9 out of 10 smokers began by age 18. The government says this ad campaign is especially focused on preventing young people from starting to smoke. Do you think it's okay for an 8-year-old? I absolutely think it's okay for an 8-year-old to be watching... uh, 
messages that, to prevent that child from becoming a smoker. Even if it's very disturbing? Uh, even if it's something that, that uh, the, the parent and the child finds disturbing, because that is the point. This, smoking is disturbing. Smoking is killing hundreds of thousands of Americans every year. The head of the CDC says the $54 million cost of the program will be more than made up in a few years by the health care savings from preventing illnesses. Currently, cigarette smoking costs Americans nearly $100 billion in health care costs every year. Dr. John LaPook, CBS News, New York. So there you go. What do I know, right? All I'm saying is it's it's tough to watch. It's tough to see. And, uh, you know, there there's the uh, pros and the cons. And uh, believe me, I'm I'm not about uh, not uh, you know trying to prevent people and kids from smoking. It's just a uh, it's a very um, harsh way of doing it. But hell, listening to that report, maybe it works. I mean, people are people are they can't get enough of this stuff. How about the guy that was uh, laying in the hospital having a heart attack, and he's having a smoke. Well, he's having his heart attack. Even when I was having my heart attacks, I still smoked a cigarette. Like, during the heart attack. Yes. Can you imagine the paramedics having to put the oxygen mask over his face with a cigarette in his mouth? Like, are you okay, sir? Are you okay? Yeah, take this damn oxygen mask off, man. It's, it's cutting off the flame to my smoke. Sorry, sir. And then they're, uh, they're like breathing in his secondhand smoke. They're having to deal with a uh, with a guy who's having a heart attack and he's blowing smoke in their face. They're like, "Hey, you're dying, dude." He's like, "I know. Can I get a cigarette for the transition? I'd like to walk up the uh, up the the stairway to heaven and get to the pearly gates, smoking a uh, Marlboro, if you don't mind." And then I love the way they always uh, they always reference uh, numbers and things. They're like. 443,000 people die. That's the uh, the equivalent of Virginia Beach. I love the way they pick a geographical place. Wouldn't it be something if just everyone in, in Virginia Beach just dropped dead? Just just to, as a demonstration? All right, everybody, we want to, uh, you know, give an example here of how many smokers die every year. So four, three, two, one, everybody dead. Everyone in Virginia Beach gone. Smoking kills 443,000 Americans each year, more than the population of Virginia Beach. Families go to vacation, you know, take the Winnebago and the beach ball and the um, sun umbrella. They're laying on the beach, corpses all around them. What the hell happened here? I think 443,000 people from Virginia Beach died, honey. Oh, Christ, that's going to stink up our picnic. Got a cigarette? My nerves are going crazy. Sure. Um, so there you go, man. The pros and the cons. You be the judge. If you smoke, I hope you stop. It really is a dumb thing. And when you think of that number, 443,000 people... Like, think of that in dollars, okay? If you had $443,000 in your bank account, wouldn't you be like, oh, my God, I've got $443,000. Unbelievable. You'd be like, all happy. Well, imagine that in terms of human lives. 
Boom. When you think of how much it is in money, then you can think about how much it is in lives. It's a huge number. And people are knowingly walking into the store and buying their own death. But anyways, this is an old story. All I'm going to end with is if you're smoking, just stop right now. If the Harland Highway has ever been any help to you at all, I I hope it's helpful to you in terms of laughing and, uh, you know, relieving uh, stress and having a good time. But in terms of saving your life, I hope that somebody calls me one day and goes, you know what, Harland? You saved my life, man. You know how? That stupid podcast you did on smoking. You told me to stop. I heard those commercials. And that day I just stopped. Cold turkey. I didn't need the stupid, uh, you know, the, the, the gum. I didn't need the patch. I just found the willpower through your, wor- through your words to just stop. The hardest addiction in the world to stop. So who knows? I'm asking you to stop. And who am I? God, no. I'm just a voice on a podcast. But guess what? I care about you. Okay? I care about you. I want you to stop. Everyone listening wants you to stop. Right, pavement pounders? All the pavement pounders want you to stop. Right, guys and girls? See? So just stop. Live. Be happy. You don't need cigarettes. Pretend they were never invented. There. Okay. Heavy enough for you? God, no, I need a cigarette. (laughs) Please take a ticket. Please take a ticket. Oh, man. You ever uh, go to an underground parking garage? You know the ones I mean, the ones that spiral to the uh, seventh strata of the Earth's crust. And you go in and there's that little box and it talks to you. And it's actually got manners. It says, please. Please take a ticket. How many of you talk back to it? Hmm? I know I do. Please take a ticket. And then I go, please shut your pie hole. Please lift your big striped zebra arm and let me into your hole that tunnels into hell. Just let me in and park. And it's always a woman's voice. I don't know. Maybe it's too plight. Maybe we need uh, someone who's a bit more bitchy, huh? You pull up and it's like, Yo, take a ticket, man. Take a ticket before I crack your head open on your hood ornament, sucker. And then the thing finally comes out. It's like the machine sticking its tongue out at you, right? Like a yellow hepatitis tongue or a a green gingivitis tongue. And that ticket comes out, man. Just kind of slides out. And you're like, why, you little. And then you grab the tongue. Do you think the ticket's just going to come right out? But after the time, you have to pull on it. Like you're fighting with a naughty school kid. Give me that tongue, you little weasel. Please take a ticket. Please pull my tongue. Then you got it. You got that ticket. Yeah, you got it. You won that war. And then 
you forget to take it up to the restaurant you're going to, and you're like, damn it, now I can't get validated. And all you can hear is that little weasel machine going, please pay for my ticket. Oh, no! <laughs> yes, indeed. And worst of all, man, you get behind the people where it's an automated thing where you have to put the ticket in to get out from the giant hole in the ground, right? And the people in front of you are like, they're old people or they're dumbasses or they're bird brains. And they didn't know you had to get it validated or they don't know which way to put it in. Or then they're sitting, what? What do I do? How do what stick the thing in the hat? What? I don't know what to do. And everyone just, all the cars are lining up behind. And they're just sitting there picking, I don't know. I don't know. What do I do? Uh, I, I got that. What, what, I don't have the no ticket. I, I didn't know I needed no ticket. I left it upstairs, man. What what do I do, man? What do I stick like? Uh, what do I stick like? A uh, you know, like my my credit card there or something, man? And you're just, everyone just fuming. They're they're doing everything they can not to lean on their horn. Come on, you jackass! You stick your ticket in, and the stupid arm opens up. Oh, hey, but life is hard, right? I mean, a ticket for this, a ticket for that. Everything's hey, a ticket. What? On line three. What? There's something. Arlen, there's someone on line five. I don't have anything on the books. There's no call. No. What? What is that music? Oh no! Not him. No, I don't want to talk to him. Oh God. Hello, Arlen. Oh, what do you want? Arlen, I don't like your attitude, mate. It's not very nice. Well, listen, I'm doing a podcast, George Michael. Well, I wanted to call you, Arlen, and tell you about something very, very, very exciting that happened to me. Okay, you couldn't do it off hours? You have to do it in the middle of my podcast? Well, look at you being all prim and proper and holier-than-thou type of thing. I'm not being holier-than-thou. Okay, I'm working. I don't know what you do all day. What's that mean, Arlen? Oh, I think we know what that means, George. It's George Michael, for Christ's sake. Why don't you... You always just say the one fucking name, and you know it's two, and you're pissing me off. How about I just call you fucking... What? What do you want to say? Crocodile Dundee cunt. Okay, you know what? We don't use those words on my show. Well, then get my name right, you rotten bastard. And stop with that. What do you want? All I did, all it is, I phoned United States of America. What? I called you in the United States of America. You called me where? In the United States of America. What's the matter with you? You got a fucking sea scallop in your fucking ear. Stop with the F-bombs. And what did you say? I said the United States of America. Are you saying the United States of America? Uh, duh, hello. Fucking give this man a trophy on line five. All right, you know what? I called Arlen because I watched an old classic movie last night. I did. You called all the way in here 
to tell me you watched an old classic movie. Boy, oh boy, what a treat, George. It's George Michael, you fucking seaweed salad, fucking snot bag. Okay, nobody calls me a seaweed salad snot bag. I just did, you fucking Chinese roasted fucking crinkle crack. Okay, what did you watch and get the hell off my line? I watched an old sci-fi movie, Arlen, by a British director named Ridley Scott. Okay, whoopee-doo. Oh, look at you having a little attitude, eh? What, you all uh, sitting up on your throne, fucking eating fucking chips? What are you talking about, sitting on my throne eating chips? Oh, right. Just tell me the stupid movie. I watched a science fiction movie called Alien, Arlen. Alien, yes, a classic movie with Sigourney Weaver. Yes, Arlen, and there was this one moment where this alien... What'd you say? The alien. Alien? Alien. What are you saying? I'm saying alien. Alien. That's what I said, you fucking Chinese chicken salad sandwich. Stop it. What's with the Chinese thing all the time? I don't know. Why don't you tell me, Chinaman? You can't. Don't. You can't say Chinaman. I just did it. Listen, Michael. It's George Michael, you fucking dumbass, fucking retarded, fucking European travel agent. What in the hell? I watched Alien, Arlen, and what I really like about it is when the alien, it come out the guy's tummy. What? And you see when the alien come out the guy's tummy. Okay. And he made a noise, Arlen. What, like an alien noise? Like this. All right. Stop doing the stupid noise, George. It's George Michael, you stupid fucking three-decker fucking bacon, lettuce, and tomato fucking shit sandwich. All right, I'm hanging up. Hang up on him. I'm not finished, Arlen. I didn't call you not a murderer for nothing. Look, I don't know what you're saying. Hang up on him, Roger. <laughs> hang up on the alien. It's alien, Arlen. <laughs> Good God. Roger, don't ever let him call her again. You keep letting them through. Are you, What's the matter with you? I'm sorry, Harlan. Idiot. Just move on, please. I said I was sorry. God. <laughs> Hang up! Roger! Let's just move on quickly. I'm getting agitated. I'm about to walk out of this studio. God! Idiot. Okay, so I'm watching the news, and once again, last week, some tornadoes hit, man. These big, giant tornadoes hit, and where do they go for, once again, trailer homes? It's almost like tornadoes look for them. It's like maybe tornadoes aren't just random wind, man. Maybe they're actually real predators. Maybe they're as real as a tiger or a lion or a grizzly bear. And they prowl around in the sky and they look for prey. 
Oh, yeah, look at those trailer homes. And they twirl around and around, and they come down, and boom! They get the trailer homes. I mean, I'm not picking on the trailer home people. I feel bad for the trailer home people. But what is it? Every time there's a tornado, they go right for the trailer homes. Who needs a TV, man? Just sit at the window and watch Toto and the Wicked Witch fly by. Annie M and the Ruby Slippers and the Munchkins. We represent the Lollipop Kids. The Lollipop Kids. I mean, if I had an option between a trailer home and living in an underground bunker with Edith's bunker, I'd take that. Oh, Archie, there's a tornado coming. Oh. Yeah, I'd put up with that grinding, annoying Edith Bunker voice in a bunker before I lived in a trailer home. Unless you're a thrill seeker, man, and you want to go for a ride. You're one of these people that likes to move around a lot. Buy a trailer home, because guess what, Daddy? You're moving! I don't see a for sale sign on the lawn. You don't need it, baby. There's a tornado coming up your driveway. You're only moving about four or five hundred feet, but you're moving. Maybe by uh, the time you're 79, your house will finally be down in Florida and you can retire. Oh, well. At least you don't have to pay a real mover. Happy flying here on the Harland Highway. Yes. Oh, Oh, there's Toto right at the end. Happy flying. (laughs) Speaking of flying, man, we have to fly out of here. Unfortunately, we are at the end of this tornado. We must swirl off into the distance, and uh, (laughs) we shall meet another day. Um, Thanks for being here. Just want to remind you folks that starting tonight, uh, Thursday, June 28th, I am appearing live at Hilarities in Cleveland, Ohio. Hilarities Comedy Club, Pickwick and Frolic. And that will be going uh, right through the weekend till Sunday night. So it'll be uh, June 28th to July 1st. Uh, So hopefully you can get out and see me. And uh, we're going to be doing uh, stand-up comedy and some improv comedy where we're going to be taking suggestions from the crowd and doing some sketches. And uh, no, no, no one else does that. No other comedian does that. Offers you both. It's a lot of fun. You don't want to miss it. Uh, and if you're uh, not in the area and you have friends out there, call them up. Tell them to get their butts out to see me. Uh, don't forget you can visit me at harlowilliams.com. You can leave me a letter. You can go on to the website, look at my comedy schedule, go into the store, buy some merch. I got books and CDs and T-shirts and movies, all that fun stuff. Um, and you can always call me and leave me a message at 323-739-4330. And uh, just happy you're here, man. Happy you were here. Uh, but that's it. We got a twist. And uh, until next time, everybody, a sweet bowl of chicken chow mein, baby. <laughs>